considered by many to be the, the most physical tag team in the history of wrestling. And they will have the opportunity to prove that in February the 15th in Cleveland and the 20th in Chicago. Well, Jim Ross, you don't get to be tag team of the year four times out of five years for nothing. Kevin Sullivan, don't insult the intelligence of the people out here or trying to insult our intelligence by coming out here and acting like you're not nervous at all about getting in the ring with us. Just ask some of the people. We've run out of the NWA. Ask Sam what it was like. Ask Sam what it was like to get your butt kicked, to get your teeth kicked down your throat. You ain't gonna like it. And in our hometown, Chicago, our backyard, we're gonna show you and everybody else why we're the number one tag team in the world. Tell them, huh? Rossi, baby! Detached retinas! Deviated septums! Internal hemorrhaging, torn cartilage. These are the things that dreams are made of. And our dreams are your nightmare, Kevin Sullivan and Dr. Death. You live up to your name, Dr. Death. You'll feel like you want to be dead when we're done with you. The road warriors are the cream of the creme. The best and the madman that drives the motor is the precious one. Tell him, Paul. Jim Ross, I got a message for Kevin Sullivan. You are an unctuous, miscreant, Kevin Sullivan. You are a man who has been reduced to the lowest common denominator of life. You are a man who has nothing and therefore has nothing to lose. But remember this, Kevin Sullivan, you're a dangerous man because you have nothing. We're dangerous because we have these belts, because we'll do anything, anything in the world to keep these belts because they're big money to us. We snack on danger. We die on death. And dead men don't make money. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see their six-man partner, Tenru, the first time on February 15th in Cleveland. And we'll talk more about the Chi-Town Rumble 89 in just a moment. Hey, this is Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant and Andy. Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media.
That's right. Yeah. Standing tall for 457 episodes. <laughs> I don't know all about that, but um, Turnbuckle Throwbacks, episode 457. We're live on the rant. We're live to tape, pal. Live to tape. We'll, we'll, do, it. we'll, we'll do it live. We're, we're doing it live, though. We're doing it live. Whoever's listening on Rant DM Radio and on Facebook, how are you? How the hell are you? We have somebody watching us on. It doesn't say anything, but it's too early in the day, man. People are at work. They don't. Yeah. They don't have the luxury of the weekends off. Yeah, I about to say. Happy I mean, Friday. People are like, oh, you're so lucky. You have Fridays off. I'm like, yeah. I also put in forty hours in yeah. four days, and then almost ten hours of traveling each 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 week too. Yeah, let so, alone. So it's 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 very easy to say that on the other side of it. Like the, I mean, when I, f- I don't know, with how EMS works normally, we you, you would do, if you were on a truck, and then when I first did dispatch, you would do three eights and a 16. So you still had the four on, three off, but they weren't, like, consecutive. Like, yeah. you, you didn't have, like, that fucking, that luxury. Unless you had a really tit schedule, and I never really had a tit schedule until about six years ago. And, yeah. and, I've, been on, and I've been on the job for 23 years. Yeah. So... Um, Even I'm, now, like I, I, I would consider myself now having a like a good schedule, but you know, like you said, the I just completed 15 years, and you know, the the first 10 years I was working overnights. You know what I mean? That's like, right. <laughs> when I first when I first met you, working overnights. Yeah. So you would go right to work sometimes from yeah. the the podcast. I'm done. I'm done with that shit. Thank I God. did overnights for like I did overnights on the truck one year, and then I did overnights in dispatch two years, and I had. Really good partners. The only thing is with dispatch, I had one partner who was in school, uh-huh. so she and she was she, she was studying to be a therapist. So she would do like ninety hours total. She'd work forty hours and then another forty something hours of school, Oof. did clinicals. So like she'd come to work at ten o'clock at night and be fucking exhausted. So I'd let her crash out yeah. in, in in the fucking in the uh, we have um a mobile command center. Mm-hmm. So I let her fucking camp out in the back of that, and I would basically work by myself you know yeah oh yeah because i mean it was right you know but she well, go, it's, it's like a, it's like a what do they call that like the unrealized you know it's, it's that understanding of of doing all that stuff yeah i don't know i i mean i I'm not, she was a lot younger than me too so it wasn't like i was i don't know if i could do that and maybe at her age i could yeah because i know like i was working two jobs up until I moved out here, mm-hmm. and I was like, when I started coming out here, I was like, fuck this, man. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was exhausted, you know, and and, and I wasn't making the money I was making at, at my at my first job. I just needed extra extra scratch to for my for my gimmicks, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But now I don't have that extra scratch. It's, it's funny because I was talking to a friend last night, and um, I'm at this age now where I'm at the crossroads of, like, do I want to stay in New York? Do I want to fucking live here? Do I want to do st- – I mean, I, I'm just – it cost, we, Jay and I were just talking about cost of living, about interest rates and, and mortgages <laughs> and fucking Jay, Jay, Jay's, well, I'll let Jay talk about it, but like, I'm like, the interest rate when I bought a house was half w- what it is now. Yeah. You know? And it, cost of living is, is I mean, yeah, it's different in other places, but like, I went, I got, I, I spent $60 in groceries the other day and it was like, I I didn't get anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm like, and I'm not one of these guys to complain. I understand what's going on with the economy. I understand what's going on with with the with the all the shit that's going on. I'm not I'm not ignorant. But like, if I if I had a family still, I'd be in, I'd be in bad shape. Yeah, I, I I mean it's yeah exactly. I'm 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 listen. I whatever I say is 
it's not really going to make a lick of difference. I mean, what what it's it's all it's all done now. All we could do is just try to fix it for the future. And yeah. like I said, the rates the rates are going up. I'm in the midst of of getting a house myself. Me and the queen are settling down in a castle. Yeah, that's why. That's what we will let you. We will let you say. And uh, you know, and 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 like I said, it's it's very exciting, very stressful, very um, nervous, but it's also it, it's under under uh, you know underlining it all is, is excitement. And yeah. it's just is it is it the right landscape? Is it not? Won't tell that we won't have that answer until the future, you know. But for for right now, it's 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 the it's the right move for me and my family, and you know, it's 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 gonna create stress, and but which decision in life doesn't create the stress? Ex- yeah, exactly. And I I I was telling him in pre production, like it works itself out. A lot of things yeah. outside of the finances, it works itself out. I remember like when I got my house, we were the two incomes at one point. The other income decided that they didn't want to work what they were doing. Yeah. And then we lost the house because of it. But, like, you know, you always worry about the finances. And, and everything else works itself out, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, But it's, it's funny because, like, you know, she's she, she's a nurse. And, and, and me, I got, I got the city job. So, like, thankfully, you know, listen, knock on wood. Who, who knows what tomorrow holds, you know? But for, for right now. Right now, the scratch is good, though. Like, yeah. You guys know, and you guys can manage it and budget it and. Yeah, you know it's just gonna it's just gonna take it's just gonna take a little bit of adjustment. But what's you know, up, Rich? How are you? We call it in the ring. That's how that's we we go old school. We call it in the ring. Like today's episode. Like today, yeah, exactly. We call this episode. Like I said, we're live on the rant. We're live in the chat room. I know Rich. Rich is checking up my buddy Rich, not my cousin Rich. Richie, my our buddy Rich from Yonkers, and um, you know we're live on the rant. We're part of the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, we are part of. The rent and team media family and whatever Jimmy Ferrari's doing. The rent is too much. Very good. Yeah. Well, we know. Yeah. Well, and uh, listen, and that's and that's kind of what it comes down to is it's it was a you know uh, it was a now or never type situation for me. It's it doesn't look like knowing having my thoughts and my views on the economy and what's going on. I don't I don't foresee it getting any better. So it was just like, hey, let's find this. Let's, Let's get in. And, and yeah, it's the right decision. And historically, this shit happens every ten, twenty years anyway. So yeah. it's like it's not like. It's but it's funny because it's like if you talk to like, like I was talking to my aunt about it, and you know her interest rate was like twelve or thirteen percent in the eighties. You know what I mean? And like, granted, the, the houses cost lower, but they weren't. They were. It's the the money's all the same. It's just insert different figures. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what my aunt said. Like her, her, I think her mortgage was like three something. But between her and my uncle, they were making eight some eight, eight, three three hundred something. They were making eight hundred something a, a, a month. Like it's it, the money almost works out to be the same. It's just it's just the the figures are just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> just to say it out loud. Yeah, Rich Rich has an apartment in his family for over sixty years. He's paying. Roughly a thousand yeah. three bedroom apartments, dude. I'm paying o- a little over that for one bedroom yeah. on Staten Island, and I pay my own fucking my my heat. My I pay for my own uh, heat and utility. fucking yeah. utility. Yeah, they just jack my cable up. These fuckers. Yeah. I I only Spectrum is is available in the building, right? And all I just need, I didn't have cable. I just wanted the internet because yeah. I have a bunch of streaming apps, right? It was sixty something dollars for the first year, and I knew they were jacking me up. Yeah. So last year they jacked me up to eighty something. My next bill ninety four dollars. 
that's just for internet. I'm not. I don't have a cable with them. Yep. I don't have a box or a remote. Nothing. They do it on purpose. And I pay eighty bucks a month for my for my streaming service for my for my quote unquote cable television. Yeah. So now I'm saying to myself, it's that's almost two hundred bucks. Do I do I go to Spectrum and just get a fucking box and call it a day? I would. I would. I would venture to say, yeah. But like this is so yeah. I mean, it's it, it, like Jay said. It all it all it's all relevant. It works itself. It works itself into a. You know, it, it, the numbers always stay the same, but they, but they vary due to what you're putting into it. So, yeah. um, my fam, my aunt and uncle just retired to North Carolina. They were in, they were in Massachusetts for the last forty something years. My aunt's from, it's my dad's sister. She's from she's from my she grew up in Ridgewood, but she lived in Boston, mm-hmm. twenty minutes out of Boston for like the last forty years. So they just retired to North Carolina, and she fucking loves it. Yeah, she goes. The weather's ridiculous, but you know the people the the, the accents are outrageous. But she should talk. She she has my accent. But <laughs> I love how she never like her husband's from New England. My uncle's from my uncle Mario is French Canadian. He's from New England. But my and their kids, my both their kids, to have that Boston accent, oh, the Kaz, yeah. Pocky Ka. They don't have it though. My aunt never changed her accent. I'm so happy about that. You know, shout out to Aunt Tracy. I was just gonna say maybe in certain situations she may, but uh, I've never heard her say. And, and I've and I was going up there since the 80s. Yeah. So okay. Uh, enough of our uh, bitching about money, cause yeah. no one's gonna fucking help you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about this week. We got a lot of wrestling chat, and we have a really cool throwback for you this week. Um, digging, yeah, I was excited. Digging this the is... digging the crates, as they say in DJ world. We're yeah. digging the crates. It was awesome. I I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, you know what? I you know, this is the and we'll talk about the pay per view, but this is the W. This is the um, this is right before Clash of '89, and this was the first pay per view under the Turner banner. Yeah, like '91 was the fucking cutoff of the NWA, and I mean, like officially, right? But this is still this is still NWA. But, but NWA still has their stank on it till like '92. Yeah, you know, and we'll get into that um, all of that in in the second hour of the show. All right, so where do you want to go first? Um, well, I think we should go with the big news of. You know, after we recorded last week, they uh, AEW dropped the bomb. What's up, Matt? With, uh, you know, CM Punk being injured. And they were saying on Wednesday that he he came out limping after the MJF promo. And yeah, it was clear. It was clear. They 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 have they have fo- they have a footage of it of him limping. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, he has a few <clears throat> few broken bones in his foot and. Uh, you know, and they, Tony Khan announced that he's going to be doing a an interim champion uh, for the time being. Which I like. I, You know what? I'm not against it. I, I, I agree. I it, think it's a way to be different than... It's the, like UFC. Yeah. It's you, a way to be different than WWE. Guys get hurt. Guys guys don't cut weight. They have interim championships. Yeah. And, it, and it keeps a story. Yeah. And, it's but an it's, instant story, though. It's an instant story coming back. Because now... You have whoever's the champion is going to come in, and then Punk's going to be like, well, no one ever beat me, and hopefully it's MJF. <laughs> I mean, they laid no mention to MJF this past Wednesday. I know. They took all this stuff off the dot-coms. It's such, it's such, I'm telling you, I mean, listen, maybe, maybe you know, with the stuff with Naomi and, and, and Sasha, it's bleeding into AEW, but and they're just kind of using it. But I, I don't know, man. I still I still think this is a huge work. I I, I, I have that feeling about it. And but I like it. I like that idea. And they had a it was a battle royal 
right? It was a casino royale. Yeah, so whoever at a battle royal, whoever wins battle royal fights Juno Moxley, and uh, of course yeah. it was Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, but which you know, and then that was the other thing that you know Tony Khan was defending. He was, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I think sometimes he should stay off social media too. Um, but he, you know, was fighting back and forth about why sh- why is it John Moxley the number one contender? You know, people are pointing at like Anthony Agogo is like undefeated for the year, but he's like Anthony Agogo's been on dark. Yeah, and when's the last time he was on a major television storyline yeah. or, or or on TBS or TNT? Where what yeah. dark is on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, Doc's on YouTube. Yeah, only, yeah, you have Rampage and you have Dynamite. Yeah. So there's, Anthony Gogo's undefeated. Anthony Gogo's not on TV. Yeah. And it's like, it's like Stevie Richards in the, in, in, in the 2000s on Sunday Night Heat, you know, where he just had a fucking, it was his show. He built the career on that. You can't, you know, to me, I don't, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to have John Moxley because, the idea always is something happens, a guy can't make it to the show, gets injured, you got to replace him with someone just as good, if not better. And John Moxley does fit that bill. I, I think he's, I know you're not the biggest Moxley fan. I'm not a Moxley fan at all. Um, I, I, I just can't, I, I, I'm, he just gets, he's, for me, he's overrated. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad wrestler. He can cut a promo. I don't, I don't, it's not, like, for me, I just can't, there's certain guys that I'll never get emotionally attached to, unless something drastically happens in their, in their career, storyline-wise, yeah. I can't invest in guys like that. Now, I will say, Kyle O'Reilly wins wins the Battle Royal. I, I believe it should have been Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston cut a fucking promo and a half, too. I think it was on YouTube or what have you, after the, after the thing, but I, I, I really wanted, uh... I really wanted Eddie Kingston. I think this was a time, maybe like I said, not to, maybe not to, uh, you know, win the belt, but at least be in, in the running, you know. And you know, you know what's do you you know why Kyle O'Reilly won? Is it to shut the internet fucking fans up? Because that's one. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that that's actually a great point. But that wasn't my point. The yeah. other the other point I would say is that. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus either Goto or Tanahashi mm-hmm. isn't a match that they want to promote on a pay per view. I would promote that. Yeah. I, I'm a mark for that for that style of wrestling, as well as our media crew that we hang yeah, with, right? Absolutely. Um, it's not appealing to pay per view though, which bothers me because I, you know, listen, I didn't see when Kyle O'Reilly won the world championship in Ring of Honor. People were very the Ring of Honor purists were like. This is this is uh you know a time of, of difference now and this is a, a new era and it's you know it's it's about time to give it to somebody like like him and then there was the casual fan like who the fuck is Kyle O'Reilly yeah. right and I and, and primarily a tag team wrestler for his his entire career he gets the the the, the, the singles run and it it becomes a bad stank on him and I'm like. I don't know, man. I like Kyle O'Reilly. I'm not. I know. I always did, though. Like, and I was there when he won the title in 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 a final battle. So yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. And we all, I, you know, Kyle O'Reilly when he was in NXT was and he was like an unsung hero when they all had the belts. He he, like, you know, Adam Cole would be cutting a promo, but you just watch 
uh, uh, Riley in the background. The guy's a fucking star. He does have charisma. He he just needs a chance. I I I've always said that even in NXT, you know, he was he was it was tried. They tried the Kyle O'Reilly project. It really kind of didn't, um, really didn't kind of work out. But I think I think it could be, I, something can happen here, and I think this is this is a start. You know, we can see where it goes. Um, Moxley against Kyle O'Reilly. I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a it was a good match. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this. So, uh, David Finley fought Hangman Page. I love Finley on there, by the way. Oh I, yeah, I, I love this. I love and it and they're bleeding it in a little bit. You know, well, he's solo now because Juice is in Bullet Club. Yeah. So and which, by the way, I love I love Finn Juice. I thought Finn Juice was Finn good. Juice was good, man. Yeah. It's just that they. You know, it it's that time of the career. You know, they break up teams and guys got to go their own way. It's uh, look what happened. What happened to the gorillas? Yeah, yeah. Tama Tonga might be the biggest face right now next to Tanahashi in yeah. fucking New Japan. Crazy, right? Yeah, it's especially right now of all things. Exactly. But I, I, and I, I think Tonga is another good example of that guy who can who can bleed re- reality into you know professional wrestling where you don't know you don't know what's real and what's not. But that stuff with with that, the Good Brothers that's good storytelling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just it's good storytelling. It's just having it's the social media presence. Yes, it's having that, and that's and that's the psychology 2.0 of of professional wrestling now is is to use that. And AEW does a very good job with this. You know, I I liked, and you made a really good point about bleeding bleeding stuff out between social media having a presence in 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 pro wrestling now and, and everything basically, but in pro wrestling it's a work, it's a shoot, it's a work, it's a shoot. Um, it just it's and then Tomatonga with the podcast, it yeah. it all worked out, you know. Um, Pac for Buddy Matthews for in, in, in for a new t- for in a to- for a new title tournament. Wait, the, what's the, the All Atlantic Championship? All you might Atlantic. want to look that belt up online and see what it looks like. I don't know if you've yeah, seen a belt. I haven't it's seen it's it actually yet. beautiful. They're taking different nations of wrestlers uh, fighting. So Pac, uh, Pac beats Buddy Matthews. Really good match. You know, I enjoyed it. They're doing it's called the All American Championship. It, it represents over 130 countries that watch AEW weekly. Actually, it's not a bad looking belt. So some, I think it was a, a boy Justin from Inconclusive. He posted on on the internet, having an AEW championship is like winning a consolation prize, or like a, you know, like the what that what you get it, you know, a participation prize. Yeah, everybody, you know, everybody wins one, you know. Um, and I was like, I gotta ask, ask Jay if he feels the same way. It, I they they do kind of like like they got the TNT belt, and you know, uh, they were out in. In France or something like Guevara and what's her fucking who's engaged name? now to be yeah, married? They're engaged, so they were in France. So he was, you know, but Scorpio Sky, you know, he was he was on the show. He got challenged by uh, the hell. They they can use oh Wardlow. Yeah, they can use another singles singles belt. Yes, um, but it is starting to get a little. I I would like to see the trios belt before we would see another singles belt, and I know that the the, the trios belt is supposed to be in the works. They have a lot of that's the thing, and it it's so funny you say that they they do have a lot of tag team six man tags. They, they should they should they should at least think about it. I mean, like I said, NWA WCW at this time they they had the six man belts. I mean, world class had them. World class did it better. They yeah, because they they did it basically for the Von Erichs, right? Yes. But what they what what Fritz did better than everybody else 
was at that time they were still a territory. Yep. So now you're rotating guys from everywhere in a six man situation. And then Skandar Akbar had a stable. Yep. Percy had his stable. So now you had that that constant switcheroony, you know what I'm saying? AEW's got they they got a, 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 enough factions to to make it interesting at least. And then like I said, you can always pair pair people up after the fact, but you know, uh another singles belt, I'm not mad at it because it does you know, but at, at what point are you going to start becoming, and I hate to say like WCW, but like TV belt, cruiserweight belt, you know what I mean? You Listen, you're going to get the WCW comparisons. Tony, no Con, do, yeah. Tony Khan has gotten them since he started. Yeah. Um, my only my only knock on them is the, is the shit booking. Yeah. It's, like, it's 50-50 because some of it's brilliant. And then some of it's fucking awful. Yeah. And then, of course, the whole let's have 200 people on a roster and only have 60 wrestle. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. They're, they're bringing guys and girls in at, at a quick rate and they're turning them over. It's like. It's, yeah, and it's and like I said, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I really kind of want to hate the idea of, of, a, of another singles belt. But you, you need something you need because it's the undercard is stale. You know, it's and once again to make the comparison to WCW, WCW's undercard was always better than the main events. And this is kind of like I want to say pre almost pre attitude era WWF where it's the undercard really didn't mean anything and the main events is what is the the top guys is what brings you here. The matches are good but the storylines it it's all sizzle no steak. And to me, I think right now it, uh, another another title belt can help that. Yeah, let's see where it goes. Especially, listen, I, I'm I'm a big Pac fan. I think uh, I think he, yeah. he he is pound for pound the guy the one of the best wrestlers that they got there, and he could work with everybody. He could do he could do every style, and he's a fucking beast on the mic, you know. So I I think anything that can that can that can focus him a little bit more, and like I said, same thing, Buddy Matthews with the House of Black. You know, the trios match would have been uh, the trios championship would have worked, but anything that can feature these guys on TV, I'm I'm a fan of. Before I go on with the rest of the rest of the night with AEW, um, I just want to another thing, another reason why I think Moxley, two more reasons why I think Moxley is going to be fighting Tanahashi at, at Forbidden Door, um, for the championship is a he's a part of their roster, and he's revered. And by 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 a lot of the standards of New Japan, he's in storyline not very liked, right? And then, fucking Danielson's hurt, I think. So I, yeah. I so I think if that should be his spot, and it might be his spot before MJF, maybe. <sighs> it, well, that, well, I'm going too far ahead, but. No, I think you. I think you're right. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I'm just, you know, just and it, and and listen, if you want to further the MJF, you know, program persona, yeah, you 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 would put Daniels in there first before MJF. Let him let him fit the narrative. I think it's not a bad look. I think same thing. I think Danielson's out right now, injured, uh, which is which is bad. But like you said, it's the idea of. If you're one of these guys that aren't quote unquote being featured, you you should be you should be ready to go. You should be it's a plug and play. Like I said, a Kyle O'Reilly, you know, uh Adam Cole may be injured as well. Yeah, he uh 
called out Paige again after Paige's match uh-huh. with, with Finley. Um, it was National Best Friends Day. <laughs> I tagged everybody. On, I tagged all my best buddies on Facebook that day. Trent Beretta is out. Yeah, cuts a promo. His uh, his partner's in Japan. Yeah. Um, um, and it, obviously they're called the best friends. And of course, FTR comes out. The Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Love it. And they were like, he, he was like, you're getting mad at us. You should really, really get mad at us. You should be getting mad at fucking Will Ospreay's bitches, you know? Yeah. Who comes out? Will Ospreay. Beautiful. And him and his boys, Aaron Hanare and the two other cats that he hanged, the, the other two British boys he's, he hangs with. I forgot the names already. Mark uh, Stevens and I forget the other guy's name. But they came out and they Robbie did a- Robbie Eagles? No, it wasn't Robbie oh, Eagles. No. no, Robbie Eagles is in chaos. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Uh yeah no that would have confused me like when did Robbie Eagles join the fucking United <laughs> Empire am I that am I am I that am I that far behind in New Japan I am I <laughs> uh, well yeah you are you got to watch Dominion on Sunday though you yeah. should you should I'll I'll give you uh, I, I know you gave me you I got the gimmick I, I gave I you gimmick did, okay yeah. okay okay so you know Will Osprey didn't even cut a promo and he kept saying you want you want me to go get on the mic yeah. nah I'm not getting on the mic I like it Will Osprey clearly one of the best. You you want to talk about guys in the states? He's probably pound for pound one of the best in the world right now. Yeah, and he's underrated because a he hardly wrestles in the states. That's a, and b he was hurt for a hot minute. But the his pedigree, he was endorsed by the biggest and baddest. He was brought in by Okada and yeah. and Tanahashi and AJ Styles was one of his guys that 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 you know vouched for him and shit. The, the 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 future is limitless. Yeah. For for um for for Will Osprey, Will Osprey, as they say in Japan. Um, he he is, and like I said, he's somebody that I I he was just on the shelf for a little bit. I think yes, he, he was hurt. Yeah, and right. uh, had to pull out of some some dates or whatever. So I'm glad to see him on AEW. And I'm glad, yeah, and Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. and he's gonna he's gonna be fighting somebody, and on top of that, he's got to and listen. I'm a faction mark, so like, oh, I love all these factions in yeah. AEW and New Japan, and like, I love all that shit, you know. Um, so anyway, that was just just just, just a side note on, on Will Ospreay. Um, uh, Thunder Rosa at Open Challenge for a title. Marina Shafir answered. I Ms., like it. Mrs. Roddy Strong. Like it. Another chick you forget about. Yep. She will. She and what? That's what. That's Ronda Rousey's BFF. You know, if you're if you're best friends at Ronda Rousey, you should be fucking tapping people out on a regular. So and yeah. and so, and I mentioned this the other night to a friend. Um, a lot of the MMA chicks, your girl, PVZ, right? Oh yeah. Uh, all these chicks that make that transition from MMA to wrestling, it's almost natural for them. Yeah. You know, just learning learning how to take bumps is the is the one is the, is the side note. But I think that natural progression, and you're gonna see a lot more of this, man. Yeah. And we mentioned it last week. There's another chick. There's an MMA chick. Oh, I forget her I, name. I forget her name too. But we looked her up. She's going to NXT. So yeah, and 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 like I said, it it is it is kind of a natural progression if if you're willing to put yourself out there. Like I said, Ronda Rousey is a uh, well. First off, I should say Shayna Baszler is a perfect example of this. She she took to it very well. Yeah. Uh, and 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 but I I, I mean I would say as a transition, she she's definitely. Ahead above Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey has done great. I, you know, don't get me wrong, but like I said, and, and it's just gonna work. PVZ for whatever reason is just natural heel. You know, I mean, she's just gorgeous to look at. It's like uh, 
you know, we're actually staring at her right now, but she's almost like a natural Missy Hyatt where she's just kind of like that down south <clears throat> feel where you look at her and you just hate her f- f- because she's just gorgeous. Yeah. So, right. but, uh, absolutely. But yeah, and so Marina Shafir, I, I think is good. But once again, I, you know, and it's, it's the problem that AEW has is that they just got too much going on. They got, they got too many people, you know, Athena, you know, their Ruby Soho was a big, was a big introduction a few months ago. Now she's relegated to dark and elevation, you know, even not even barely even rampage, you know, so we got to see, we got to see how it's going to shake out. You know, I think things are going to start coming ahead. They're going to, you know, I didn't even, was Jade Cargill on even on the show this past week? No, yeah, it, it was Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher. I'm sorry. Yeah. That the, the Will Ospreay with his boys. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish this. But, uh, you know, so we got to see how things come out in, 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 in the future. Uh, but, you know, having Marina Shafir against Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa should hold on to this belt for a long time. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of her. I think she 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 works hard. She's got a great character. Uh, and we'll see how far, how far it goes. And I'm sorry, Paige did challenge Okada for the title yes. for the WGP Championship. That's when Adam Cole into in, in, So that might be a three-way for the title. Listen, I mean, that, 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 that's a way to get it right there. Because yeah. once again, you know, if you're not going to have your, your number one guy, you know, go against Okada. The natural progression is would have been Punk against Okada. But Punk against Tanahashi is a is more marquee. If Punk is even... If, well, I mean, listen, this, this is before he got hurt, but I'm right. saying it, he's it, that's more marquee. So I think in order to make up for that, like you said, you got Moxley against Tanahashi. That's a great match right there. So then, you know, why not have babyface and a heel against Okada? Okada's coming in as a, as a babyface. You need a heel inside that ring, and... Adam Cole will, will fit that, even though he's that tweener, tweener role. But uh, I think that would be a great match, the three of them. Hopefully, hopefully Adam Cole won't be as injured when that when the time comes. It's, yeah, it's only it's a few, it's a few short weeks away. We mentioned Okada, we mentioned Tanahashi. Dominion is this Sunday in Osaka Hall, Osaka Joe Hall. I'm sorry. Let me run down the card real yeah. quick. Um, United Empire, Aaron Hanare, Francesca Akira, and TJP. Versus Hiroshi Tenzan, Mastawato, and Taguchi. Um, then you got then you have Bullet Club versus Lij, Takahashi, Naito, and Bushi versus El Fantasmo, Ace Austin, new Bullet Club member. Hell yeah! And uh, Choppy's guy, uh, Taichi Ishimori, uh, Bone Soldier. Um, Doc Gallows versus Toriano. This should be interesting. Um, the Never Openweight Six Man Championship. The uh, champions, Evil, Show, and Yujiro Takahashi is the fourth defense against um, against Suzuki Goon. It's uh, Kanemaru, ZSJ, and El Desperado, the best light heavyweight in the world right now, next to Pac uh, and Phoenix. Anyway, for the IWGP Tag Team Championship, the Bullet Club, Bad Luck Fale, our boy, and Chase Owens, our boys, I should say, friends of the show. Taking on the Great Ocon and Jeff Cobble. There we go. That's Mott's box guy, Jeff Cobb. Um, and for the interim AEW Championship elimination match, 60-minute 60 t- 60 time limit, uh, Tanahashi will probably beat Goto and go on to face Jonah Muxley. At, uh, no disrespect to Goto, but the, uh, Tanahashi's a bigger name. Uh, 
And for the KOPW Championship, no time limit, Shingo versus Taichi. And for the Never Open Weight Championship, the machine gun Carl Anderson goes up against the champion, Tamatanga. I love it. Could be a good I, match. I, yeah, I, I love that idea of it. And for the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight, Tag Te- US Heavyweight Championship three-way match, Sonata, Will Ospreay, and Juice Robinson. Dick Ospreay's going to win that. Juice Robinson only held the belt for a couple weeks at that point. Then. Mm-hmm. And, and for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, in his fifth defense, Kujichika Okada, the Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Going up against Fuck Jay White, <laughs> as Rob would say. So that's Dominion, man. Jif Cabo. What's up, Cousin Richie? Anybody see Richie? Oh, let's, let's play Richie's gimmick. Shaylin's not here today. But anybody see Richie? Anybody see Richie? Anybody see Richie? Anybody? Anybody see Richie? Anyway. Um, all right. I saw In Your House. I, I didn't get a chance to see that. I did see Hell in a Cell, but I, I, I read I read the results of, of In Your House. Cameron Grimes and fucking... Uh, Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes. Holy yeah. shit, man! Good match. I gotta go out of my way to see that. Um, do you like Gacy? Yes, and I'll tell you why. You hesitated I, uh, because <laughs> well, one, I, one, I like his wife a lot. Who's uh, his wife again? Oh, I forget her name. Uh, I, she, she's a good follow on Instagram. Is she hot? Uh yeah. Oh yeah. I okay. Forget, I forget her name. I don't think she wrestles. She may wrestle, but um. But I like Gacy. I like I like the stuff in CZW. I think he's got a good chance. I think they're going for a. It, this is like a. <laughs> we always say it on the show. This is like the the Shoprite brand, Market Pantry brand of great value. Yeah, great value brand of of Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. I I think that's what they're going for. It's almost like a. It's it's like Waylon Mercy minus the Southern accent, and uh, I I don't I don't hate it. I see what they're trying to go for. I just it's the execution isn't there just yet. I think it's I think it's coming. Augie's having a little nap over there. Yeah, listen, killing it. Yeah. Uh, I I think I I don't hate him. I I I think he's in a good spot. They're trying it, but where's where's the progression? Where's what's next? That's the problem right. I have with him right, 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 now. right. So, but Braun Breaker, th- this dude is just yeah. He had a good match with him, and his next opponent's to be uh, Apollo Cruz. Yeah, I know he came out on, uh, on NXT. Yeah, yeah, came out, and uh, you know what? He ain't doing anything on SmackDown, and you know, I, 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 I like him. I like him there. Put him in a prominent role. Yeah, because uh, Apollo Cruz is a fucking star, and somebody. I loved his run when he came in with the I forget whoever his his hand was the big guy, but uh, I liked that whole idea. Um, I I didn't really care for the 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 tribal gimmick type thing like yeah. you know all that, but it, it proved that it, uh, Cruz has a has the charisma to to handle it. So I I'm I'm with it. I can't wait to see where it goes. Braun Breaker. Literally by by next year's by next WrestleMania will be on top. Your girl retained her six her tag team title, Gigi Dolan. Oh yeah, um, she got a nice big shit lock. I think I know why you like her. Yeah. Um, I I'm still not sold on Mandy Rose. I'm sorry. Ah. She had a match against the the 
Wendy was it? Wendy Chu. Wendy Chu, yeah. With the fucking pajamas. Yeah. Um, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty, yeah. Uh, that was all right. Um, and what else is going on in NXT that that interests me? Anything? Oh, the Creed brothers won the tag straps. Yeah. From pretty whatever the fuck those the British dudes. Pretty uh, whatever the fuck they're called. Pretty ugly. Pretty wonderful. No. Pretty uh, pretty, pretty whatever the fuck they're called. Pretty dangerous. Whatever know, the fuck they're like called. That. They look like they look like two uh, um, Fabio models. The Creed brothers is 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 where it's at. You they're know, good, those, man. You know, Choppy doesn't like them. I don't, I, I don't know. I no, disagree. they're not bad. They they you know they got that they got that uh. You know what it is though. I think Cho- I think Choppy is comparing him to Benjamin and Haas or yeah, like you know those those kind of guys. You know, um, I I don't. I keep well. I wish he was here to fucking. It's a it's a fitting comparison, but I I think I think it's better because, I I mean say what you want about inside the ring, Haas and Benjamin were great, but they weren't WWE originals. No, and I think that's what makes them a little. I think for me, if you can get those the 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 the. The plant kids, the the, the performance center kids, like if you get them to the point where they're champions, yeah, and over with and the can crowd, sell, yeah, yeah, and 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 sell it through, and then you've made, then you've earned your fucking Bron, stripes. Braun Breaker's a Braun Breaker's a perfect example of that, and like you said, I mean, this is the direction that it's the future, man. This is the direction that they're going. Like I said, Roman Reigns was is another one where he was uh, a product of F- FCW, and didn't really wrestle anywhere else, and didn't need to, and. Braun Break is another one where it's like we don't we just got this guy and you know he's born and bred here we don't need anybody else and that's that is a hundred percent where they're going with this so I mean I'm not mad at it uh I, like I said to me I like seeing I like seeing the future the future looks good the Creed brothers I like them uh they got charisma I think they got more charisma than Haas and Benjamin had uh but. They didn't have to cut promos though. A, they had Kurt Angle. Yeah. And B, they could fucking flat out work. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I get it. Um, nothing else in NXT is really tickling my tits right now. Um, so yeah, Hell in a Cell was Sunday. It wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Cody. It was announced that Cody r- tore the fucking. Was it the bicep tendon? It's, uh. What is it? Yeah, was it his bicep or pec? Pec. He told it's told it was totally off the muscle apparently. That's amazing. And he decided he was still gonna fight. Listen, you, you, no matter what you want to say, whether you like him or don't like him, that's respect right there. You like you know you got to put you got to put the match on. Uh, there was talks going into it that he, you know, they changed some house show events be, because Cody was on it, and um, you know the, he showed up on Sunday and man he 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 delivered. Delivered a hell of a match, and I, it's a great story. I love the fact on Monday that he had the his vest matched, <laughs> matched the bruising. I actually thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, but the, uh, the, the, he posted a couple of pictures. Brutal. Oh, brutal. But you know what, man? I mean, he like you said, this is, I, it's it's a minor setback. Cordy and his Gorbachev chest. <laughs> Guess who said that? Oh, Matt Squires. Matt Squires. They, um, you know, he, to me, I think this is going to be, uh, it's a minor setback, yeah, but the, the comeback is going to be, I think, just as good. And like I said, I mean, maybe he can come back in time for Royal Rumble. It's 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 some ways away. Like, you know, maybe he can have some kind of John Cena-esque. <laughs> John Cena will be back at the end of the month for his 20th anniversary. He'll be on Raw in, te- in Texas. Yeah, which isn't bad. So... 
clearly uh, WWE reaching for some ratings. Yeah, they, they have to. <laughs> They're reaching for ratings. I'll breeze by the pay-per-view real quick. Bianca Belair retained against Asuka and Becky Lynch. That was a pretty good match. Right move. Right um, match. Let's see here. Um, Sloppy Lashley beat um, MVP in almost... Right, my, uh, right move as well. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I really kind of enjoyed the match. I, they... It got it got almost over as his as his monster heel, but you, like you said, you can't beat Lashley. Yeah, at least two paper pay per views in a row. Yeah, and then it was Ezekiel versus KO. <laughs> he well, KO finished him with a with a stunner, but that was I mean he kicked he super kicked the shit out of him. Yeah, so that was pretty funny. I I tell you, it's like an old school nineties you know baby face the way he fires up Elias I uh, Ezekiel. You know, yeah, to me. I'm I'm not mad at it. I wish they would have done something, you know, if, if God forbid they would have had some foresight when he was Elias, like you could cut a promo as Elias to his brother. You know what I mean? Like you could have did something different, but, you know, be that as it may. So, all right, uh, moving on. How about how about this, dude? So Judgment Day. Yes. All right. They, I wanted to talk about They it. beat AJ, Finn, and Liv Morgan. Right, good match. Good. Actually, I, I I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> then the next night, they're teasing a new member. It's fucking Finn Balor turned on Edge. I, and not even not only is it Finn Balor, so then they don't even let that settle. And yeah, then, like, I understand what they were trying to do, but like I like this side of Edge. Like, let this keep going. Like, 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 let us go to possibly SummerSlam. So my question is, why the sudden change? Is it is it is it is it to give Finn Balor his yes. his his well deserved? I'm not mad about that. It's just the timing. It's just it's just so fast. Like you, there was no there was no telltale signs of a, of a turn last night. Uh, the the night prior, if you had you know if 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 Finn had some thoughts about it, he could at least join Edge, and then after a few weeks, muscle edge out. Not the not the day of. Like it just doesn't it just doesn't add up. Like it's just completely and utterly like you know rushed in my opinion. But I I like the side of Edge. I like this. It was a new it was a new little chapter in him, and I kind of liked it. And it, uh, to me, it was just too fast. Now we're gonna go back to babyface Edge, just like that. Like, yeah, it's weird, man. So this whole build up and that. I mean, yeah. I, I like the, the the swerve was amazing. The swerve was good. Yeah, I, I, but if but it could have been done, I you know whatever. I guess it's you, you don't know until it's over. You know what I mean? It was out of what you got till it's gone. Yep. You yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> but it, to me, I I I'd rather have had I rather have had Edge stay as a uh, as a heel and maybe a slow burn. But hey, they they pulled it. Let's see what happens fast. I like Finn Balor in Judgment Day. I mean the 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 name is starting to if win it gets me over. A, if he gets a push, if it if it if it helps him create a push, I'm okay with then it. I'm all right with it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, Madcap Moss beats Happy Corbin, no holds barred. I mentioned this on Facebook the other day. It looks like Madcap Moss has a new look. He went into Goldberg's locker room and took fucking his all his gear. Yeah, you know, look, uh, he's got he's he's got a good look. He's got. I mean, I don't know. I don't like I don't like any of these guys. I don't like Corbin at all. But yeah. it was, I mean, it was, you know, it, was, it is what it is. It was, a, it was a, de- it was a solid match. It wasn't really bad. No, I mean, it's it, what is it going to do for Madcap Moss? I mean, first off, at least he, they they ditched the suspenders, which is good. 
Yeah, but, they, but he got if Sean O'Hare and Goldberg had a fucking love child, <laughs> rest in peace. It's Madcap Moss. Yeah, you know, with the gear, with it's gimmicks, man. Everything gimmicks. Everything gimmick. What if Edge brings back Christian? They take a, then they take on Judgment Day. Uh, do we want to see Edge and Christian again though? Because uh, Christian's about to break up with the uh, with the with the with the Jurassic. Yeah, boys. but I mean, he listen. I mean, who knows what what kind of contract he signed? I don't uh, know. You know, but I mean, I don't. I don't it's like it's like I've seen the Hardys. If you, I don't want to see these. If you anymore. ask me, do you want to see Edge Christian back together? No. My first question. My first answer is yes. No, I I don't. I don't want to see these guys anymore. I don't want to see these old. Uh, you know, it's like I I don't. I really don't. I want I want I want the I want the well established teams now. Yeah. Or make new teams. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Fucking, no, I agree. I you, you can't listen. Stop beating the dead horse. You're gonna get glue eventually. I get uh-huh. it. But like, and I and I don't, and, and I loved Edge and Christian. I was a big fan of Edge and Christian. Um, I don't want to see it in twenty twenty two though. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't. I don't. Um, Theory versus Mustafa for the U.S. title. Good loved match. It. Loved it. It was a good match. I love this match. I think Mustafa Ali needs in his hometown. Yeah, needs a little bit more TV time. I, I'm glad he's on. Uh, I, the right the, the right call was made as well. You know, Excuse me. Theory as the theory as the champion can 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 go go further. I think than as Mustafa right now. And of course, the match of the night, uh, clearly, uh, Cody beating Seth and Hell in a Cell. I I loved it. I, yeah. I, like I said, I I mean I I got a. It was the right call. Even though, even though Cody's hurt. The next night, I I I remember being confused. Like, wow, Cody's gonna win even with that. And I was like, yeah. At first, maybe he doesn't need surgery, but it was—it just looks so brutal. I was like, "You gotta With it's sledgehammer." Gotta be. So then, the following night, it all made sense why Cody wins. So then I'm like, "Okay, that's good," you know, and because I, I I wanted it to be, you know, maybe almost like a Seth Rollins babyface turn, you know, um, Mossberg. <laughs> I like Thank that Mossberg. Uh you know, I almost. Was thinking about that it could be a a babyface turn for Seth Rollins, uh, in the sense of that if Cody's out, who's going to be your next babyface? Have him flip over and be Seth. But I kind of like I kind of like the fact that they are going to keep him kind of in between right now. So I love the match, Cody. I think Cody. Um, I think he he without a doubt delivered. It was. Yeah, you know, and and like I said, I mean, it just his injury looked brutal. It just looked brutal. Rollins wearing dad's polka dots. Yeah, fucking brilliant. Cody breaking the bull rope out as an homage to, to dad. Yeah, love that too. Shaylin actually sent me um a link. They they're putting out a Funko Pop of Dusty in the polka dots. Oh, really? So I I'll I'll have it with this one. I'll, yeah, I'll have them side by the, side after the yeah, next to the the porcelain homemade. That's right. That's right. That's right. You like this hat? I sure do. <laughs> sure do. But uh, yeah, I, and like I said, I mean, I, I'm I'm glad to see it, it. It was it was a good pivot the following night. Um, like I said, it's just now, you know, in my opinion, the WWE. It's it, it. There's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of unknown because Roman Reigns is now off Money in the Bank. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, these uh, Hollywood guys are gonna have to fucking come up with some good so writing. So I, uh, you know, maybe Cena's coming back. Maybe there's gonna be a match for for just in time for SummerSlam again. Uh, Cena coming in, I, I'm not mad at it. I, I I think absence makes the heart grow fonder. I think he's gonna come out to a to a, an, uh, amazing ovation. 
I think uh, he's going to deliver. Is it, he's probably not going to wrestle? I, I just, I, you know, at least not on Raw. I mean, maybe they're going to play something in the future. You know, they're going to plan something for SummerSlam. It's right, it's right around the corner. So, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. But like I said, they are plagued right now by injuries, and like I said, they need guys to. You know, like I said, Mustafa Ali, he's, he's getting a little bit more TV time. Is he going to be the next top guy? No. But this is where you move the Finn Balor's up. This is where you move, you know, even an AJ Styles, you can move back and forth, you know. And to me, I, I'd like to see some more guys get plugged in. And I don't know. I, I Call me crazy, but I, I have a hankering that, Cesaro's coming back at some point. I don't know why. I just feel like he's WWE bound. I don't think he's... I think for whatever reason, they're starting to scrape the bottom of the tank here and they realize they need some stars and, you know, Cesaro's been off TV for a long time. Yeah, what about Ciampa? Good question. Oh, Ciampa? Yeah, Ciampa's another good one, you know, but he's not being positioned right. Right. You know, and that's that just comes down to the writing. That comes down to the booking, the, the writing yeah. of it all. This is like a, a a a baseball or a football team having this roster that they're not the they get, the guys are on the bench. Like, put me in, coach. Yeah, and I'm like I said, you put got me in. you got. I mean, we could talk about it right now. You got Champa, you got you got AJ Styles, Finn Balor. <laughs> I mean, you can you all can, on the same roster. All you can plug and play, and you know, I mean. Even guys like the Miz. I mean, you got yeah. You, you can always the Miz can come back around or whatever. By the way, Maurice looked amazing. Oh my God, what a dress she had on! on she put on a little weight. But uh, that's that. That's, I like I like that yeah. though. I oh like my it. God, she looked good. Threaten me with a good time. But uh, French bitch. The Miz. The Miz can you you he can circle in. It's you know that there's a lot to do, but for whatever reason, and you know, obviously, it just kind of it's weird the. I don't know. There's just the company as a whole, to me, is kind of it's it's very interesting to see Stephanie going home and and all this stuff and they, and they're saying that it may be caused some internal strife. I don't know. I I think it's just it's just very weird. Like I said, Roman taking off. I think I think we could you know we could possibly see some new stars come up, but. Roman's coming back. I it cuz now yeah, with yeah. Cody out, I think Roman's going to be coming back. Maybe Cena's going to have a match. Can't be against Roman, we already had that, but you know, you can have a Cena against Austin Theory. I think that would be a great match. Yeah, any other news and notes for you? Uh yeah, uh I was interested to read that uh Vince McMahon is shopping around his memoirs to get published as a, a, a as an autobiography, which I'm not mad at. I think I think following him around and 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 to get it, you know, you gotta. He has a little Hulk Hogan uh, sense to him, where you kind of have to try to separate fact from fiction. But to uh, a glimpse into inside of his brain would be a great thing, I think. And I I hope it happens. I know they're talking about that documentary that he has a hand in making, which once again, you know, WWE has a great. Great history of whitewashing uh, facts from us. So, but uh, that was that was pretty much it. So, before we go to break, really, real one more thing I want to talk about. I make the mistake sometimes of 
listening to the the Jim Cornette experience. Ah, yes. Right. And I I don't want to say that with with malice cuz I do I love Jim Cornette, but Jim Cornette to me is very very bipolar when it comes to certain things, right? Uh Mott's boxes you get 25% true without a Vinny Mac. That'd be fascinating. Yeah, he's true. not he's not he's not wrong. He's you're not yeah. you're not wrong, but you're not wrong, Marty. So um you know he's him and this guy Brian last who has a, he has the 605 podcast yeah. which is like um I never I, you know I listened to a few episodes years ago It's the great value temporal throwbacks basically yeah. what it is you know they just they they good which is better you Yeah. Know? whatever I'm sorry I'm just I'm stating fucking facts here okay and I knew, and I never toot my own horn but I am today all right toot toot Oh yeah you know what I ha- don't I have that don't I have the on Anderson thing I I do I do I don't want to toot my own horn but toot toot yeah. I do anyway uh, so Jim Cornette painstakingly breaks down every show on television. That's why the show was three hours long. Yeah. And whatever pay-per-view and whatever, whatever. So he, they had a stat. Like, was it not this week's Raw? Last week's Raw had a total of 12 minutes of wrestling. That cannot be right. It makes sense. They broke down the commercials, the uh, promos, the spot, like, and it was like, tw- and I was like, holy shit. So now, of course, I, I record on, I have um, Fubo TV, which is my, my, my quote-unquote cable TV, the streaming service. I tape Raw and SmackDown every week, right? Yeah. So, and NXT is also on, on, on uh, USA. So, even though I get them on the networks, on the streaming show, I still download them anyway, just cause in case I'm never, at, you know, whatever. So I'm watching, so now I go back, and I watch, and I'm fast-forwarding, and I'm, like, looking at the fucking, I'm looking at my clock, I'm fast-forwarding, rewinding, I'm like, he's not lying, you know? I hate when Jim Cornette's right, and I, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I say, because you know what, here's a guy, and I've, I've said this before, he's had every position in his, in his business, in his, in, his, in his field of work, and has done amazing things. He's been a booker. He's been a promoter. He's been an owner. He's been a talent. He's done a photographer, yeah. ring announcer. He's done everything in pro wrestling. That, and he's a curator of one of the greatest. He's one of the best curator historian guys ever on the planet. Jay's got to take this call real quick, and I'll, and I'll and I'll finish and I'll finish up my 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 thought, and then we'll go to break. Um, the the whole thing with Jim Cornette to me is that. Um, when he's right, it it, it kind of like for the for the casual fan, it doesn't ca- yeah, they don't care. But the hardcore fans and the and the cornet followers gives them more fuel, right? Um, and I know he doesn't like a lot of guys from AEW. There's a lot of guys, a lot of guys from WWE, and it's just because he doesn't like that style of wrestling. And then he, they picked on Meltzer. How Meltzer's in the business for forty years, and you know now it's like because he kisses. Apparently, he's in cahoots with AEW, the, the, all those guys are getting props, whatever. I feel like Jim Cornette is just really getting paid by sponsors to and by his fans' base to just not just critique the wrestling, but to literally fucking destroy it. Um, if it's that, if it's if it's that unwatchable for you and you're Jim Cornette, shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. 
because it's unwatchable to me, but I but I could still pick out things. He can't pick out anything. Like he'll give guys their due diligence, but he won't give the fucking the some of the the matches their 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 due. Yeah. Um the the industry has evolved, okay? Do I love I am watching something right now on my television from 1989. Why? Because it was the best fucking era in pro wrestling, bar none. No one, not my colleagues, not my fucking podcast partners, my best friends, not the fans. No one's gonna argue that with me. It, it's 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 a it's a it's a, it's a one sided argument. Yep. Anything from '83 to like '93 for me, brilliant. Okay. Were there bad spots? Yeah. Was there terrible tag teams? We're gonna talk about one tonight. Yes. Okay. Oh my God. Yes. Now, but Jim Cornette was a part of that. But then Jim Cornette was in Ring of Honor, and he was in Impact, and he was in WWF. So you can't shit where you eat, a and b. You can't burn these bridges because you were there. It ain't like you left the fucking industry in 1989 and never came back. And came and like Bruno San Martino and came back and be like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with it. No. You have an influence, man. You're one of the greatest minds in your in your business. You know, like, just shut the fuck up. If you don't like it, don't watch it. And this guy Brian is like, oh, you, you know, he just he just jumps on, 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 on the bandwagon. Not that he's hugging nuts because he, he actually disagrees with, 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 with uh, Jim from time to time. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know what? I'm over it, man. Stop talking. Stop talking that shit. I think I think he like I said. I always say it's a work, and I and I think you're right. I think he, he I think he has a, f- a feet firmly planted in both sides of the the story in the sense of yeah. that he he's he's still a wrestling fan, obviously, uh, uh, you know. But he he knows where the money he, he may he'll make more money doing what he's doing right now. He than yeah, he has sponsorship. He's got two podcasts. So I, I, I think merch out of the ass. I think, I think some of that plays into it, but you know, and, and a lot of things, you know, he's coming from a wrestling purist standpoint, and like I said, but it's just kind of funny how, you know, he says all these things, but like if you look at some southern, if you look at some old Memphis stuff from the eighties, like it's not too far of a leap, you know. <laughs> From from now, so because everything from Smoky Mountain was a gem, right? Yeah, the Christmas creature. <laughs> exactly. That's I what hope I mean. Vince's book is called "What a Maneuver." Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I, like I said, I actually haven't listened to Cornette in a while. Uh, it's a. I mean, listen, it's it's for me. It kills. I, it's three hours of podcasting. So yeah, you know, so it kills time for me back and forth to work. Um, but for me, it, it's just you know that stop. You don't like it, you don't like it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's he's appeasing to these to this fan base that he has of guys and, and girls just completely obliterating wrestling. It's like there's still good stuff out of these at this terrible fucking mess of raw. Um and now But it, it, but it but it if he's if he's pointing out that there's only twelve minutes of actual wrestling he's again I'm not disagreeing with him. I just don't like the fact that he he takes th- the business that made him so much money and basically goes to people he worked with and for. Yeah. And friends that he still has in the business 
and like it, it's almost like a fuck you. Like you know, like it's like you know, if you work at a gas station, your friend works at the gas gas station, and your best friend works at the gas station across the street, you're doing the same fucking job. Don't shit on him because he's not yeah. working for your gas station. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Of course. Um, I'm just like it, it's that fucking hillbilly hick mentality, man. It's like everything's a cliche, everything's a fucking, and and he just he abuses it, and I'm like, oh. And he has so much power, mm-hmm. and so much he has so much influence on on the game. Like, take that podcast and, and listen. We 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 critique shit too, but I could still again I could watch Raw and pick something brilliant out of that twelve minutes. Like you said, the code the Cody Seth Rollins. Right. Thing, yeah. I can do that because you know why I'm a fucking fan. He stopped being a fan a long time ago, yeah. and I don't give a shit how he can like a match from here. When you lose your fandom. You're done. I have a friend who hasn't watched baseball since 1994 because he went on strike, okay? And he's done. He's like, I don't like the fact that they, they fought over money. Done. Mm-hmm. So Jim Cornette's booking. If it comes out of a box, it'll get over like Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> D- listen, Matt, Matt and I could sit here. I, we talked on the phone a few weeks ago. He brought something up, and I ran with it. You could take a whole podcast of Jim Cornette's shitty booking. Seriously. Mm-hmm. You could make a series of podcasts, probably, with the shit he's done. If you don't like it no more, then then do something else. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <sighs> but a lot of stuff he said was spot on, which is... Which bothers me, yeah, <laughs> because he's a fucking asshole. Because it points, it point, it shines a light on on the, what's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. And like I said, I mean, and it's funny because I, I, I would say, I would venture to say, if if somebody said that to Vince, like you know, Vince, you only had twelve minutes of actual wrestling, he'd be like, so yeah, I don't, tell, I wasn't watching. We yeah. tell great stories, yeah, you know. So I yeah, mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal because, like I said, they're not a wrestling company; they are a rest, they're a a show they're show a, about wrestling. They're a show about wrestling. Yep, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. It's Phil. It's Jay. It's a sleeping Augie. Um. And we will be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us... We will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. 
Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. This is Doc Gallows and the Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass choppy, and that's just, just too sweet ski. Back. Terminal Throwbacks, episode 457. You hear that music, you know what it means. <laughs> Thankfully, it's not as hot as it is today as it was back at Fort Bragg's, North, 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 North Carolina. All right. All right. Well, so let's get right into it, man. Let's get the uh, let's get the gimmick. Let's get the gimmick going here. And now, here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. All right, partner, June 14th, 1989, from the Fort Bragg Gym. In the army capital of the world, Fort Bragg, North Kakalake. The U.S. Army, United States Army, not in the world, but in, 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 in the United States, the, the army capital of the, of the country. It is Clash of the Champions number V117. Number seven. I'm not a big uh, Roman. You lose me after. With the Roman numerals, you lose, you, you lose me a lot because I'm fucking retarded anyway. You, but. you, got, you got to thank WWF. For WrestleManias, at least that's how I know what at least WrestleMania how to how to count to number ten at least. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a head count on the uh, on the 
I got, I have I have another I have the fandom page up. I don't have the regular page up. Yeah. So I don't know how many people were there, but it always looks like a live crowd. Yeah, know? it was. It had to be about two thousand, three thousand there. I would say, give yeah. or take. Yeah. Uh, and it looked like the temperature was about 115 inside the building. Well, it is June, Jay, yep. and, it, and it is North Carolina. So the, the, the you know, in, um, you only, FYI, did you see the Body Donna's video this morning? Yes, thank you, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I didn't see it. I yes, I, 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 I totally forgot to mention. I'm sorry. The, the yeah, skip and zip and, uh, awesome. yeah, so. Body Donna's, it's like, it's like a new age uh, dynamic dudes, because, man. <laughs> oh yeah! As soon as they come out, you just go, "Ooh, cringe." Anytime you put my face on something, though, you cringe because it's you know <laughs> I don't have I don't have a face I have a face for radio. <laughs> you not so much. You blend in better than than the than than Choppy and I. So I have I have a face that just blends into everything. Well, Jay doesn't. Well, Jay Jay's gonna find that now. Jay, that's one of the reasons why we recruited Jay because he's ba- he's not a bad looking dude. So he, <laughs> we had to put some fucking we had to put some good looks on uh, on on camera. Yeah, yeah, because you get me and fucking. Talon toes, fucking uh, choppy over there with old with chops his fucking, with his fucking chancletas, you know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this is a good card, man. I I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it we'll we'll pick apart the one one that's terrible, but yeah, this was a good card. Your opening contest was the uh, NWA Tag Team Title Tournament semifinal. The winner goes on to the finals to face. Um, uh, the winner, winner of, of the other yeah, semifinal, the other which we'll talk about in a minute. The newest uh, rendition of the Freebirds, Jimmy Jam Garvin is officially. Would you? Well, what's we want? We talked about this before. Uh, our love and uh, our love and admiration for the fabulous Freebirds and Michael Hayes and Terry Bam Bam Gordy's my favorite. But Gordy's one of my favorite wrestlers. Period. But um, Jim, uh, Buddy Roberts, Buddy Jack Roberts, at this point, out of the Freebirds. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy Garvin was always a Freebird. Off screen, yeah, he was part of the crew, but now he's on screen. He's uh, officially a, a Freebird, and this is his debut actually his, into the the fabulous Freebirds, which I love Jimmy Garvin. So yeah, um, Jay's face on Sonny back when Sonny looked looks like look like Sonny now. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I it. gotta look it up. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking fabulous. So fabulous Freebirds, Jimmy Garvin, Jimmy Jam Garvin. Michael P.S. Hayes. Purely Sexy Hayes. With Terry Bam Bam Gordy from Bad Street, USA. Taking on the Dynamic Dudes. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Ace. And uh, Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas coming out with the kids. You know, coming out throwing Frisbees. <laughs> with their tearaway neon shorts. It uh, was 89, Jay. Oh, it was beautiful. It was 89. So creepy. Yeah. Um... <laughs> This match was good though. I uh, Shane Shane looked to be in, in, in excellent shape. This match was pretty good. I, I and listen, like I said, I, I'm a sucker for the Freebirds. Who but, isn't? But um they you know, they 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 were able to steal away the victory. Um Bam Bam doesn't make too much of a difference in this match. and he He does in the second match. He does in the second match, which I guess that's why they possibly did it. I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm just trying to understand the booking, but he, uh, but it was, th- this was good. I listen. Freebirds get heat. I, I no matter where they go. Yeah, they get heat. Uh, I mean, I know in the coming months and possibly I think the next year they try they try a face turn with them, which is you should just never do. Yeah. Uh but I, I tell you one thing though, Shane and and Johnny Ace, not a bad team. 
Not a bad team at all. Oh, well, all these guys can work. That's what yeah. makes it good. And, uh, you know, they, they, there's a little shenanigans at the end, and uh, Terry Gordy is getting rolled up by Johnny Ace at the end. No, it was uh, Jimmy Garvin. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Terry Gordy tried to interfere. Yeah. So Shane does the roll-up, and while Shane does the roll-up on, uh, on Jimmy Garvin, he puts his neck out. Yeah. And Michael Hayes comes right over to him. I tell you, it was actually an excellent DDT. I, I I forget, you know, Michael Hayes does have a good DDT. He might, yeah, he's he's up there with Jake. Him and Jake are like. Hey, on Anderson always had a good one. He had the yep. good snap, but uh, Hayes had nothing nothing to shake the hands at. I didn't see his infamous uh, left jab though. I didn't see that. I, I seen it in the second match. I didn't see it in the first match. He only throws it when he has to, Jay. <laughs> so uh, throughout the night, you're gonna see, you're gonna watch. If you watch the Clash of Champions Seven, is all it's sort of they're in Fort Bragg. It's the Army's birthday. It's Flag Day. It is guts and glory is what the what the naming this this particular event. And you're gonna see a lot of uh, servicemen, yeah, saying happy birthday to the Army, shouting out their moms and their wives and their girlfriends. And one guy even shout out Rick Flair, like, "Yo, Rick, you better come back, man." So. You're gonna get a lot of that in between. We're not gonna play all these things because. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they had some good interviews, and it was funny. They had a, uh, they had a, what you call it? It was Jack Victory on the on the promo. Like you could see him, and his ID badge. He was a FBI guy, and they're calling up about Ranger Ross. But meanwhile, Jack Victory is dressed up as the terrorist. As the terrorist in the next match, I, yes. I was. I thought that was kind of like funny how they did that. Like he's the guy that's trying to call out the Ranger Ross, New Jersey's own, by the way, Jacko uh, Victory. And yeah, he was dressed up as the fucking terrorist. I thought. I thought that was kind of. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, Ranger Ross comes out to a standing ovation inside. Well, he is an Army veteran. Yeah. And uh, in real life, what's funny is that he, um, you know. We actually, funny enough, we have Clash of Champions eight up on the screen right now, and he oh gets, yeah, because he it. gets squashed by Sid Vicious. Oh uh, yeah, in the next one, like two months, uh, like a month later. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, you could see where they were going. They just had Ranger Ross just show show up for the for the Fort Bragg, but uh, you know, it didn't. Look, I mean, he looked looked like a brutal kick. Jack Victory, not a bad wrestler at all. I mean, I just like his stuff with Carino a lot better. You know, that's He's how still I be know original. Of him. That's how I know of him. But, well, uh, I know him, and then shortly after this, he was the flag bearer for the Sheep Herders. Yes. It was him and Rip Morgan, and they were a team then at that point when the Sheep Herders left and became the Bushwhackers. So Jack Victory's been around for a while. He's an established guy, so. And he yeah. was also, I think he, I think he started in world class, if I'm not mistaken. I think you could be right. I think well, I'm 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 normally like seventy percent right. Ranger but, Ranger Ross by the by this channel, you know, this is his only one and only, probably big victory in the company, and then after that he's relegated to squash matches. Yeah, and uh, but uh, I mean it was a hell of a comeback kick he threw to Jack to to the terrorist at yeah. least, and like you can't have the terrorist now. You can't you can't possibly have that on TV. Dude, now. you can't have any of this shit on TV anymore. <laughs> Like the more I'm watching some of this shit, the other day I watched when I was watching uh, uh, the the throwback from last week, the Superstars episode. The stuff that they were saying on commentary, I was like, man, yeah. can you imagine? Like, just I don't know, man. I don't know. All right, how about the next match, Jay? Uh, you mean the Ding Dongs? <sighs> this, I mean, what the fuck are you thinking? Later, Mott Spock. Have a good weekend. We always, we always, we always love you, buddy. We always make 
make fun of it and kind of make light of it, but like, I I mean, at some point you you go to ding dongs, they're sitting there ringing a fucking bell. Uh, it's more annoying than Alfonso doing the fucking whistle. Yeah, ninety seven. Uh, the Deaton bo- the Deaton brothers are the actual ding dongs. If you were keeping score. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel Deaton and the other guy. I did. Name. I did. I did look it up. What the fuck is his name? Joel. What was the other guy's name? It was uh. Joel Deaton and um, and and Fred, but Joel was the more accomplished guy. They're fighting Cougar J and George <laughs> South, who were jobbers at that point. George South looked amazing, by the and way, and he's still going. He's still in, he's still in the NWA. <laughs> looked amazing. This is a Jim Hurd thing, apparently. Um, I don't know. Thank you, Mr. Pizza Hut, for the, for the ding dongs. Thank you, Matt. As I think, as I switch over to the chat room, I'm bringing up Jim Hurd. Yeah, this is Jim Hurd's vision of of trying to be character based, trying to be Vince so, McMahon, something appealing to the kids. You know, they they came to the ring with fucking bells on. There's bells all over the ring mat. <laughs> Every time I did a movie, there was bells were everywhere. They, you know, one of them's ringing the bell on the outside. That doesn't last long on the fucking pole because he, I think he kicked it off climbing up to the top. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And I want to give a shout out to, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. I want to give a shout out to Jim Ross and Bob Cottle for making them at least, trying to make them fucking look like a team. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish like your point. Like they, they, they went, they went with it, you know, as serious as they can. And, but man, you, you can't shine up shit at all. This is just. It was terrible looking. It it really was like it's just they're coming out in full full on suits and you know they almost look like they have like the notification bell on and you know <laughs> stamped on their their front. They could have had Choppy's bell for all that matters. But like I you know it's just you, you're gonna tell you're gonna tell Jim Hurd like it, this is a great idea like because you're just yesing him to death at that point, you know and. To me, I don't know, man. I just, I where where is it going? And listen, this isn't their last foray into fucking. They're on TV for for the next few months or so, but it, it's just it's fucking awful. You ain't lying. It's awful. And this is wasn't this the same guy who wanted uh, Ric Flair to shave his head and call him and have Spartacus. a Spartacus? That's yep. fucking hysterical. Yeah. So telling the greatest performer of, of our generation. George South did the best he can with these guys. Uh, I tell you though, Kuka J, they can work though. They're workers. Not, not for nothing. I did. I did like their finishing maneuver. See, this is where you, where you could find something. One guy does the elbow drop off the middle rope, and the another guy does the knee drop off the top. You know, in storyline, suspended disbelief. That's a pretty good finishing maneuver. I'm gonna say something, and um, th- two things are gonna happen. Either we're gonna lose a lot of listeners, <laughs> or people are gonna say, you know what, Phil. You might be right. You might be onto something. If the Ding Dongs had a story, like if they if something happened to these guys and you know they fucking they they like mental institution or they, they had an act there was a there was an accident in, in a in an old church and a bell fell on the head or something. If there was a storyline behind it in 1989. Could have this been salvageable? No. Okay. <laughs> and I say this because I don't, I'm, 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 a, I'm playing devil's advocate for the sake of the podcast, right? Because from time to time I, I like to do that because just to get a, a different perspective from Jay and or Choppy, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, our beautiful fan base that we have. 
part of me was digging this this morning too. I'm like, you know, if if this is the direction that this Pizza Hut guy was going, Pizza Hurd, if Pizza Hurd was was going that direction, um, shouldn't have you said to the promoter and the booker like, hey man, let's tell us a Cactus Jack s story where you're in a fucking loony bin or yeah, because they bring out Norman and Lunatic after this, yeah, you know, which is good, right, right, but like you 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 you. You're bringing in characters. You got the Great Mooder. You got Sting. You got the fucking... You know what I'm saying? Um, but you have the Ding Dong. Not even like a good name. Like, you know, they're from Belleville. That's It's terribly corny and awful, right? But if they had a story, you, you, you might say, well, yeah, maybe uh, that makes sense, you know? Because in wrestling, really nothing is supposed to make sense. It's pro wrestling. It's, you know, you're supposed to have your To an extent, yeah. To, to suspend it. You're supposed to, you know, have your, have your beliefs suspended for disbelief for suspended once in a while. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking this about this morning. I'm like, I'm going to ask this question. I'm probably going to get shit for it, though. Um, the There's Ding no Dong's shot. father was bell ringer for the Salvation Army <laughs> that died in a tragic shopping cart accident. And they bound together to seek revenge on all those people who didn't, who didn't put money in the kettle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is three minutes after I said that. You got three months. You got twelve weeks of a fucking story right yeah, you there. Got, you got a story right there. On you N- can start it on, on, on NWA Saturday night, WCW Saturday night. You could start it. Thank you, Matt Squires. See, at least somebody sees my fucking. I don't know. There's. I don't think there was any. There, there, there isn't because it was just. It was snake bitten from 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 the get go, and so Jim Hurd's a, a retard. Well, let alone, yeah, that's exactly it. Next match, moving on, Jay, moving on, Jay. What's the next match here? Next match you got is for the for the part of the tournament. It would be the Midnight Express, Babyface Midnight Express against the Samoan SWAT team. Yeah, and uh, and this is when I really kind of obviously maybe the AC kicked out of the building at this point because it it just looked like it got exponentially. Fans are taking their shirts off and everything inside the inside the arena. It's a gymnasium. It was fucking brutally hot. It was gym. And it was I think gymnasium. at some point Jim Ross made a made a made a comment about it. It's like something about how they got to be wearing suits during this or whatever. But uh, I, I I like this match too. Uh, Midnight Express, Jim Cornette, they Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman are running around, running around the outside chasing each other. Uh, you know this. This was this was a good match. It was only, I di- I didn't really care for. I mean, obviously they're telling the story and they got a further the Road Warriors coming back. They had a Road Warriors, uh, I guess vignette video vignette, yeah. Before, before this came out and before the match happened, and you know, first off they were playing the old the modified Iron Man uh, song, yeah. But uh, Iron Man. Uh, but this was this was good. Like I said, Road Warriors interfering. I guess this is just a way to kind of keep that that storyline going. But you didn't need, this, you know. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't mind a, a nice clean ending. But I'm glad the Midnight Express won because you need you need a babyface team to go against the Freebirds. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, yeah. The best thing about Corn- the best thing about the Midnight Express is no matter what side of the coin they're on, Jim Cornette was always good for a good promo. Abs- so absolutely. So and uh, but like I said, so yeah, so they they win and like I said, I mean Jim Cornette and, and Paul Heyman in the same ring, it's it's straight magic. Always gonna be magic. Yep. This uh, next match is what I, I was I think what really kind of sold you as well. And I was like, yo, it's Gordy against Steve Williams. Yeah. They took uh, they took 
they had some animosity. Apparently, the story was in Japan. They had a falling out, which really wasn't the truth. They were really like best friends, and they were about to in, in, in emerge on a um, an amazing career in New Japan, uh, old Japan, I should say. Yeah. As the as the MVC, um, but in storyline, I don't like you, man. You don't like me. Let's fight. And yeah. it was a, you know, King's Road stiff fucking Japan match. This was a good match. It was a really good. This match. was a really good match. I hate. I mean, it was my favorite match of the night. Yeah. Oh yeah. I. I mm, well, I, I like the tag team. I like, t- the, I like the last tag team. Yeah. Match I like. I was just gonna say. I. I actually really enjoyed that match. But uh, yeah. This. This was good. Um, to me. Uh, the WCW definitely had a good, you know, firm hold on the story. Not not just storyline based, but stuff inside the ring. It wasn't cartoony. It was more believable product per se. I guess maybe it might be the best way to say. Yeah. And this is this is proof positive of it. And What's up, Shannon? Like I said, to me, uh, Steve Williams needs he needs somebody. To talk from like he he's a great baby face. He, yeah, he's not a promo guy. He's never but was though. as as a heel. He was a it was a far more believable heel I think than he was as a baby face. Baby face, he was just this fired up guy would always just run around the ring. Um, Gordy, excellent in this fucking match. Yes, uh, just smooth as silk uh, between them two. And yes, you see Augie. Come on, buddy. Come and I here. wasn't I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of the ending. Uh, you know, the double DQ. I did like, you know, uh, Dr. Death running to the ring to try to try to save it. But already at that point, the wheels have fallen off. It was a double double disqualification. And that's pretty much where the storyline dies. Yeah, it, it's it's a one and done. Yeah, because they again, they just it was a filler match to most. So, yeah, but. To me, it was the the, the 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 genesis of the miracle violence connection. Yeah, the miracle violence. <laughs> Dark and Gordy, Dark and Gordy. So that was a good match. I enjoyed that. Um, moving on. Yeah. Moving on, Jason. Next match. Norman the Lunatic making his debut against uh, who was it? Oh, it was uh, Mike Justice, who was a part of the Great Muda segment before that. Yes. Uh. You know, Norman the Lunatic, who who was he? Maka Singh. Maka Singh. He was in uh, Stampede for a while. Now, if you wanted to tell me, like you said that about the Ding Dongs, if you wanted to tell me about uh, Norman the Lunatic, that could have been taken more seriously. I think there's something to that. But not the Ding Dongs. Norman the Lunatic, yeah. Like you said, it's that believable aspect of it, and managed by Peanut Head Teddy Long. Oh yeah. Uh, Jim Ross made a point of saying they have something in common. They both don't have their front teeth. That was <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah, Maka Singh was big in Stampede. He was um, an adversary of the late great Owen Hart. Actually, they had a feud for a while, yeah. allegedly in Stampede. But um, yeah, sta- he's Norman becomes a a main character character in in the next couple of years of the NWA. WCW merger, um, but yeah, it would it it did it definitely worked better than the Ding Dongs. I just tried to I just tried to salvage something from wrestling. Cause I'm a fucking mark. Yeah. Um, the throwback for today is Clash of the Champions seven, and we're and we're halfway through it. But I strongly suggest you go back and watch it. Um, it's okay. We I know you tuned in late. I'm, we we apologize. We just uh. Uh, Jay's Jay's back from vacation. He's got a lot of shit going on right now behind the scenes, so trying to accommodate him. Um, 
And I want to have the night off, too, so. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so he makes quick work of Mr. Mike Justice. Teddy Long's got the keys to the state penitentiary, state institution. Yeah. Um, from the state hospital, I should say. And uh, that's how he, it's almost like a Kamala-type thing, or Undertaker with the urn, or Kamala with the fucking, with Kim Chi and, and the handler. And uh, Yeah, not a big fan, but I understood why it happened. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, but. Moving on, Jason. Moving on. So uh, the next the next match is the Steiners with Missy Hyatt uh, against Kevin Sullivan and Mike Rotunda, the Varsity Club. There was a there was a um a pseudo reunion with the Hot Stuff Inc. because they brought Eddie Gilbert in. He was feuding with the Great Muda. Yeah. And Ed, Jay mentioned the segment with Mike Justice. Uh, Eddie Gilbert was the the king of the fucking fireballs. Him and Jerry Lawler were like infamous for doing the fireballs. Yeah. And in storyline, he threw a fireball in, in the jobber's face instead of Muda. Um, <laughs> so that kept him off TV for a while because he messed up. But they were going to have this whole hot stuff stable again, with, according to, if you ask Missy Hyatt. It's supposed to be her and Eddie. And then Rick Stein was already there because he was he was part of that Mid-South with them. But they had now had Scotty. This is Missy Hyatt before she turned into a melted candle, correct? Yes, big Co- time. Correct, Shanley. Correct. Um, but, yeah, the Steiners were... Um, this is Kevin Sullivan not liking Rick Steiner in storyline. Uh, the Varsity Club, at this point, were world tag team champions at one point. They were U.S. tag team champions. And every every version of them were fantastic workers. Like, you had... Jay mentioned Doctor Death before, uh, as a as a baby face, as a heel, he was he was an amazing part of uh, the Vossi Club. Yeah. You got Mike Rotundo, R- Rotunda, whatever the fuck they want, whatever whatever value you want to put at the end of his name. Yeah. Uh, at that point, uh, fantastic worker from the University of Syracuse, right? Dan Spivey, big Dan Spivey, Florida's own, former University of Bull- Georgia Bulldog, um, and of course. The man, the myth, the legend, the games master, the taskmaster, Mr. Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. Um, who I just donated to his old uh, colleague, Abuda Dean from Florida Championship Wrestling, who's in bad shape right now. So Joel Gertner had a fundraiser, and I he was selling like I don't I don't collect football cards anymore, but he was selling football. It was he was bidding? We, we there was a bidding thing on Memorial Day. Oh, okay. So I just spent like thirty seven dollars on football cards that I don't care about, but. For a good cause, so a Buddha Dean get better. Um, yeah, Kevin Sullivan, Varsity Club, in my eyes, one of the greatest underrated fucking factions in, in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. You could have had it. Any generation of pro wrestling could have had a Varsity Club, uh, and this was no exception. So Steiner, they were all in cahoots. They're all in the tag team title hunt, and this was a good match. It was. It, this was a good match, and I, I and I've I've made. I didn't like the fact that the brothers didn't didn't match gear wise. I don't know why I held on to it. You know, they never matched really. S- yeah, but at least like the singlets or what have you, and yeah, you know, um, you had uh, you know, Scotty with his mustard yellow speedo tights. Um, but to me, I you know, I I, I love I love a good babyface Scott Steiner. I think he was excellent in this role. Um. You know, going into it, they were just getting this this train rolling. I, I don't think Scott was in NWA long at this point. He was only in for a handful of weeks, if not if not. Yeah, he was fairly months. new. 
So it was. This was a great start to that, and you know, to me, this was good. The dog faced gremlin. You know, the, he had more of the. Excuse me. He had more of the the persona, and this was going to be the start of the woman getting in. Uh, what was what was her name? Ra- Rachel, not Rachel Green. Robin Green. Robin Green. Robin Green being introduced into, uh, you know, into onto the TV, and I I think that made for some good. Good segments and everything, but uh, match-wise in the ring, I mean Kevin Sullivan could still get it done. Kevin Sullivan looked the same from from like '86 to to 2006. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. But I yeah, I like this match uh, a lot. Uh, the next match, uh, you know, Sting against Wild Bill Irwin. Yeah, the goon, the goon. It was um, didn't he? I don't know. It was Buck Zumoff who went to jail for child porn? I think it wasn't him. But they were all part of the AWA uh, yeah. thing, yeah. Jim Ross is like, yeah, Sting's respecting the the bullwhip of Wild Bill. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Sting's not respecting it. He doesn't want to get in the ring and get hit with it, okay? This, this is the bottom line. Yeah, exactly. Sting was the television champion at this point um, before he lost to the Great Muda. Um, and this starts the feud with him and the it was the JTEX. We're watching a match right now, actually. And yeah. it was, um, you know, it was... Gary Hart, Dick Slater, Dragon Master, Terry Funk, Great Muda against uh, whatever was left of the Horsemen and Sting. Um, and, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, you know. This was a good, you know, it, it's, like you said. A filler match. Yeah, we're still, Sting's the TV champion at this point. So, Sting's still, we're still trying to get Sting over. And it's doing a good job. And it plays out, like you said, with later on with JTAX and everything, where Sting comes out to... Ric Flair's aid at, yeah. uh, at the, it wasn't, was it Fall Brawl? No, it wasn't Fall Brawl. Oh, it Great American Bash. Great right? American Bash. Yeah, I think so. And uh, so, like I said, so, but, you know, Sting at this point still a little green, but he's listening to Bill Irwin in the ring and st- listen to crowds behind Sting the whole way. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Sting gets the win. I should mention real quick uh, that they showed some vignettes of an incoming flying Brian Pillman. yes. The young high flyer from the University of Cincinnati, uh, and from the Cleveland, from the Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. no Miami of Ohio. I'm sorry, he went to Miami of Ohio. Yes. Um, all right, Jay. What's your next match? Next match was the the finals to uh, the tag champs, the Freebirds, against Midnight Express. Crazy. And Jim Ross, I'm um, sorry, Jim Ross was interviewing Jim Cornette and made a mention of they never f- they never crossed paths before. This is the very first time the Midnights and uh, the Birds got it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a good match, huh? Uh, this was this was excellent. Uh, and like I said, same thing. You you need the, the Freebirds need to be heels. Uh, Midnights, they were just they they're painted with the baby face, but they were tweeners, and yeah. it's it served the purpose because they had heat with the Samoan SWAT team right before the match starts. Jim Cornette gets attacked and yes. gets knocked out by Paul Lee with a with a loaded tennis racket. Yes, had a had a fucking uh, had some chains in there wrapped in tape. It had a a, a horseshoe. Loved it. Yeah, man. And, so that uh, so like I said, this, this match was excellent. Um, really really good action inside the ring. Uh, you know, come towards the end, Gordy does get involved, which. Like I said, if you're trying to make sense of the book and maybe you know, he, he does get involved in this match. Hits uh Ooh, did he hit Stan Lean with the with the power bomb? I forget who he it might be Bobby Eaton with yeah, the power bomb. Bobby Eaton. 
and uh, looked, you know, and 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 P.S. Hayes comes in, slithers in for the for the cover and, and gets the win. And uh, I loved it. Great psychology. Jimmy Garvin's debut. He becomes yeah. champion. And it's it's not a, not a bad look because, like I said, I mean, the original setup of Buddy Buddy Jack and uh, and Terry Gordy and, and and Hayes was excellent, but I really do like Jimmy Garvin as as the new style and like they was <laughs> they were doing the point. I don't know. Yeah, I not, just love everything. No, about not many it. people. It's funny you say that because I've been I've been praising Jimmy Jimmy Garvin for years. You know that. Um, not many people feel that way. Because Buddy Jack was such an intricate part of the Freebird in terms yeah. of stories, and he was like the he was the bump taker. He was the bump taker, yeah, the hair loser. Like he did everything. He did everything the Freebirds needed him to do. Um, Jimmy Jam on the on the other side of that coin, kind of the same thing, except he was more he was more he was a better wrestler. I can tell you yeah. that. Yeah, uh, and he had a, and he could talk too. He could talk. He 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 knew you know he knew what to do inside the ring, and like I said, he could work both styles, babyface and or heel. Um, but same thing. I think he was a far better heel. And, you know, the announcers do a great job. Uh, you know, I actually like the idea of two, like, main guys, Jim Ross and Bob Cottle. And they re- they do a really good job of after Cornette, you know, he got attacked or whatever, like kind of playing up the fact that the Midnight Express couldn't get it done without Cornette. Like, they're kind of almost saying that that might have been the reason why the Midnight Express couldn't beat the Freebirds. Yes. And that idea of that the manager is just as important uh, as compared to the wrestlers inside the ring, you know. So I I, I do enjoy that storytelling type stuff. So, but I I like this match. This was my favorite match of the night. I I, I enjoyed the main event um, a lot. Uh, Doc uh, uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Death and and Terry Gordy I enjoyed, but. Uh, this 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 was my favorite. I just because I'm once again I'm just unabashedly a huge Freebird fan. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. So, and then the uh, the main event, the main event of the night, which once again storyline doesn't really kind of jive up the idea of that Terry Funk is number ten contender, and That's a good and Ricky Steamboat is number one. Like, well, you know, I'll tell you why. Um. In between all of this, Ric Flair is still injured yes. from the Terry Funk incident we talked about a few weeks ago on, on the show. And they interviewed him at his house with the with the neck brace on. He's gonna make it a, he's gonna make an announcement July first about his career. There was hints of him retiring. Yep. Um this is clearly a number ten versus number one ranking in storyline just to set up the, the next feud for both guys. Yeah. Okay. Because obviously Terry Funk's feud with Ric Flair is has he, 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 the reason why he's number ten is because Flair told him there's a, there's a bunch of guys in line for this title. I you know you're in Hollywood doing movies, blah 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 blah, whatever whatever. So that's the reason why they made. And I like the fact that they stuck with that because that's what AEW does now. They they have the rankings, and I know it's not I know it's not a big deal to most. But if you're an old school fan like myself, Jay, and a bunch of other one, all of us, you like the fact that they they put an emphasis on the ranking. You're number nine. You're number two. You're number four. You get your shot when I tell you you get your shot. When manage when 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 the promoter says you get your shot, and they actually in storyline in a lot of territories stuck with that. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, Mid South was one that really, really kind of yeah. Helped that. They did, that was a Bill Watts thing, right? So anyway, um, this sets up. This sets up. I mean, listen, two former world champions. You couldn't do it better. Both guys had the belt. Terry Funk, crazy old, cra- cra- middle aged and crazy at this point. Um, but he's a name. The former world champion. Yep. He's about to fight Ric Flair again. And now you need something for Ricky Steamboat. So, and this is and this was a good thing for, like you said, for Steamboat as well because he had just lost, you know, prior to this, and you know, lost the belt back to to Flair, yeah. to Flair, and so this was a good springboard, you know. But you know, a little bit of a schmaz, you know, ending in the sense of that, you know, this long great match, and then Terry Funk just goes outside and grabs a microphone and just clubs him right in the head and you know now the match is over like I I, I wasn't a fan of that but it does but play this, in, yeah. it plays into it, you you know obviously where they're moving with with Funk and, and Flair it does play into that idea of that Funk can, will do anything he doesn't care about winning a match so I that aspect but if you're if you put me at this time I, you know that would have been something I would have said but the long stall, the long uh, long term story arc of it, it does make sense. But uh, the big thing was at the end, and they were into it, Jim Ross did a good job the whole night interweaving the idea of like, oh, we talked to Lex Luger in the back, we wanted him to come out and say hello to the troops and say hello to his fans and everything, kind of pushing, you know, Luger to come out and this this big baby face and U.S. champion too, yeah, I believe. And uh, so he comes out to save. Steamboat or what we think to save Steamboat and ends up it, it was a great it was a great heel turn I thought I thought it was a great storyline the way that he did it the execution everything around it I, I think was good I think this was his third time turning heel fourth time turning heel in two years yeah <laughs> I, I'll ask the question again who had more heel turns total package or big show uh, I de- without a doubt big show um, but also big show had a lot of flop uh, heel turns like no one cared this wasn't this wasn't one of them. I I, I think I think I think uh, Luger. It really it was it was the right crowd to do it in front of too. If you if you think about it as well, because the crowd was I mean literally figuratively and literally hot. Uh, the crowd was the crowd was into it the whole show. There was no um, there was no kind of like holding back from that. Yeah, besides the fact that it was North Carolina in a gym in four thousand degrees, <laughs> the fan base. I'm telling, you, they always had a good fan base yes. in the South. So it's yes. it, it, Greg Corona Jones checking in. What's up, homie? Um, uh, have we done Great American Bash '97? I think we have. '97? Yeah, I think we have. I think we have. We gotta check the archives. Yeah, you know, you could. We have a wonderful tool called Google. Yeah. You can type in Turnbuckle Throwbacks, Great American Bash, and I'm sure all the Bash shows will come up on either our feed, uh, Wizards feed, or the Ram feed. We'll look into it. I have, not, we we have 450-something episodes, 57 episodes. It's it's a hard for me. Few Shaylin asked me yesterday, she's like, you have episode 100? That was her first episode. Uh-huh. So she's fucking 300 episodes in, <laughs> right? And she still listens, so thank you. Um, yeah, no, I just, I just looked it up and sent her a link. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've done so many of these. We, um... We we I I'm sure we did some of these twice over. I just want, but I did it on purpose to get more, we have we have a bigger audience now. A and B. I want to get perspectives from Choppy and Jay. So. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that's it. That's Clash of the Champions V one one. 
V11. V11. Um, and uh, we're going to play the outro and get Jay out of here. And um, that's pretty much it. Anything else before we go? Anything else you want to That's it, partner. Plug uh, and play? Everybody uh, just, just pay attention to the future. We'll be here. Yeah, we're going to have an, a date for next month for the anniversary show. I just have to get everything together with the boys and see who's, who's going to be around for that. Make it a big deal. Um, yeah. And it's SummerSlam 92 is the throwback for that. We have a couple of cool throwbacks for you this month, though, so st- stick around for that. The debut of something special that happened 20 years ago. Yeah. And something else, too. we got a lot of shit going on. Tumbuckle Throwbacks, uh, Anchor.fm, TumbuckleThrowbacks.com, Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, you guys know where we are social media-wise. We're everywhere. We're on every platform a podcast has. Look us up. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, keep a tight ass. And let's go Rangers. Yeah, right. Peace out. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.